Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Have you ever wondered whether the UN-organized COP28 is part of a theological conspiracy? In today's message, Pastor J.D. discusses how COP28 might pave the way for future prophecies revealed in the book of Revelation. Jesus is coming back soon. How can you begin to share about him with those around you? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on December 3rd, 2023. The day of the Lord is not the rapture. The day of the Lord is the commencement of the seven-year tribulation. That's the judgment of God, the day of the Lord, the wrath of God on a Christ-rejecting people. And it's coming, and it's coming suddenly. Sudden destruction. The thing about sudden destruction, again, you already know this, again, very deeply profound, because I'm so profound. The thing about sudden destruction is, it's sudden, suddenly. So (laughs) it happens, it's going to come upon them, and I've talked about this before, I suppose this is as good of a time as any to say it again. I hope you don't tire of me saying it, but I'm becoming increasingly convinced with each passing day, it seems like now, that this is a simultaneous event, meaning that when sudden destruction comes down on them, we go up. When this goes down, we go up. Never mind, just whatever. I'm excited about that. I mean, it makes sense, right? Sudden destruction and chaos, and then the order comes out of chaos as the phoenix rises from the ashes of chaos. Can you imagine how chaotic it's going to be when the rapture happens? Sudden destruction? Just the rapture, the destruction the rapture will cause. That didn't work as well as I thought it would either, but we're going to leave it there. We'll just file it away. I'll I'll bring it up again. Don't worry. So let's talk about the distinction, the delineation between the rapture and the second coming. The pre-tribulation rapture is at an unexpected hour, whereas the second coming is specified in its timing. With the pre-tribulation rapture, Jesus comes for us, In the second coming, Jesus comes with us, ten thousands, His saints by His side, if you prefer His bride by His side. The rapture, He doesn't come to the earth. We're taken up from the earth. We're caught up to meet Him in the air. That's not the second coming. And seven years, at minimum, seven years separate 
the pre-tribulation rapture from the second coming, which comes at the end of the seven year tribulation. Because the purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. You guys probably just copy and paste that because I say it every week too. Okay, let's uh, connect a couple dots, as it were, because it's going to be germane to our understanding of what's happening right now in Dubai. This aforementioned prophecy in 1 Thessalonians 5 comports with two very detailed and specific prophecies that again we talk about often, but I want to preface them by saying that they both have what I like to call a prophetic timestamp. You know how you have timestamps on things? Well, these are prophetic timestamps that are specific in terms of at what point, at what time does this prophecy happen? And such is the case with these two prophecies that I want to read you because there's this prophetic timestamp such that it happens at the three and a half year mark, the midpoint of the seven year tribulation. That's specific, and that's Daniel 9.27. Now, I'm going to read it. Please, if can, <laughs> let the Holy Spirit, because you know that saying, familiarity breeds contempt. I can't even say it. I'm so con full of contempt. You know how when sometimes something becomes so familiar, you've read it a jillion times, and it loses its, it, its flavor? Please, let's not do that, because this is really important today, especially with what I want to share with you. So I'm going to read it, Daniel 9.27. He will confirm, enforce a covenant with many for one seven. That's the seven-year tribulation. Here's the timestamp. In the middle of the seven, three and a half year mark, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and at the temple he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. Now hang on to this confirming, strengthening a covenant with many for seven. Real quick, in the Hebrew it's ikbir, same word in my native tongue of Arabic. Ikbir means to make stronger, strengthen, make better, to enforce, make more forceful, to make greater, spectacular, superior. It's a big word because that's kind of what it means. We're going to make it bigger and better. That sound build back? Never mind, that's a different... Uh, but that's what it is. It's something bigger. We're going to make what's already there bigger and better. Ikhbir. Hang on to that. Second Thessalonians 2.4. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worship, so that he sets himself up in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. How does that fit with Daniel 9.27? At the three and a half year mark, 1260 days in, the exact midpoint, that's your timestamp, the Antichrist in the rebuilt temple, which is, has to be there by the midpoint. Many believe, and I concur, that it will be rebuilt. And by the way, 
All they're waiting for is the green light, which they almost have. And by the way, what's happening in Israel right now is all about that. Let's get that temple rebuilt. But as soon as they get the green light, that temple's going up. Some conservative estimates are maybe 90 days. That thing's done. Well, they've got all the, they've got the Levites, the DNA database. I don't want to get to go there. They have all the instruments. The ashes of the red heifer was like the last thing they needed on their list to check off the box. They already got it. The Ark of the Covenant, oh, they know exactly where it's at. Just waiting. So that temple's going to be rebuilt. The Antichrist will be perceived as their Messiah, and they'll embrace him as such. But he's the false Messiah bringing a false peace, and they're not going to realize it until three and a half years in, when he commits an abomination that's going to wake them up, and they're going to come to salvation in the midst of the seven-year tribulation, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were saved in the midst of the seven times hotter fiery furnace that we talked about, the typology of that. So they're going to get saved, and then they're going to flee. That's Matthew 24 again. Where are they going to go? Modern day Jordan, a place called Petra. For those of you that have been there, the rock city. People are so convinced that that's where God is going to protect the Jewish people for the last three and a half years after they come to a saving knowledge of their true Messiah, that they put Bibles and hid them in Petra for the Jews for the last three and a half years of the tribulation. When I was there, I, I looked for them. I couldn't find them. They hid them really well. God will get it to them. Okay, this brings me full circle to this year's COP28, which I hope I don't overuse this word. I haven't used it in a while. I checked. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. And that's why it rises to the level of us expecting the unexpected. So that's what I want to spend the remainder of our time on together today. And so we'll go ahead at this time. As I mentioned at the beginning, what follows is generic and only because the event hadn't started until Thursday, the 30th. And I start working on the updates like Sunday nights, <laughs> Sunday afternoons sometimes. By Monday morning, I'm, I kind of have a feel for what direction I'm going to go. By Tuesday, I'm starting to put some stuff together. By Wednesday, I try to have my first draft. And then it goes through numerous revisions. The last revision is usually Sunday morning at 1.30 a.m. <laughs> anyway, I go to bed early sometimes. I try to anyway. So this was, I had already known about it, was expecting it, and wanting to talk about it for the update. And then sure enough, I get an email that I want to share with you from an Annette who writes, Hello JD, I am from Australia. Not sure if you know about COP28, this year it is held in Dubai starting from November 30th to December 12th. They have been counting down to this year since 2015 when they signed the Paris Accords Agreement. Within the Paris Agreement is a mechanism referred to as the global stock take that is required to bring about a seven-year transition and strengthening 
of the agreement from 2015 and to be agreed upon no later than December 12th, 2023. Israel will be sending 1,000 delegates and all the nations attending will be signing a seven-year climate, peace, and security agreement. The Pope will be the first pontiff ever to attend a COP. In 2020, then Prince Charles of Wales revealed a 10-year plan, and with it would come a narrow window. You might remember this, with the British accent, you got to put the pinky out with the cup of tea. <laughs> you know, a narrow window of opportunity. Arabs can't do British. <laughs> so that was the Arabic translation. <laughs> a narrow window of opportunity to reset and reimagine life as we once knew it. The Great Reset, reimagine, reinvent. The narrow window of opportunity to seize control is now coming to an end as the world unites, acts, and delivers a deal at the Global Stock Take COP28 Dubai, with seven years to go, seven years to go through December 2030, Agenda 2030. At COP26, again, then Prince Charles mentions a man having trillions with a T of dollars at his disposal. We talked about that. He runs the SMI. What's the SMI? Sustainable Markets Initiative, which I have heard has around $4 trillion in it. I would also like to mention that Trumpets is December 12th in Israel which will be the beginning of their winter and the new moon, according to the biblical calendar in Leviticus 23, 23 through 25, and not the Jewish calendar, which has been changed. At COP28, King Charles now will implement, and this is really important, 10 land and 10 sea mandates, 10 toes, 10 horns, 10 kingdoms, 10 kings. He will be implementing 10 each year for seven years with a total of 70. There are no prophecy teachers talking about this, and I would appreciate your thoughts while you're getting get mine. <laughs> Somebody said, I want to pick your brain. I said, too late. It's already been picked. Interestingly, they have made many videos on the UN website, and they ask if we the people are ready to go through tribulation with them to achieve their global climate goals, you know, the uh, SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. Anyway, your sister in Christ, Annette, I totally added to her very timely email. And what's interesting about the time, well, first of all, could you imagine my frustration getting this email on Monday? I'm like, I know, but... It hasn't started yet. So, but I kept checking, kept going back. I'm searching online. Finally, I end up at their website. And I was already planning to address it either today, December 3rd, and or next Sunday, December 10th. But how do you cover something that hasn't started yet? And then once you do, how do you navigate a massive website, and I mean their website is massive. 
I spent, I don't know, I don't want to even tell you, I don't want to tell myself how many hours or remind myself. I'm, I'm going through this thing going. But it was so frustrating because they hadn't started the thing yet, so I didn't have any quotes. So I had to wait. So I took this screenshot on Wednesday with the countdown. This is how long I had to wait. And you know how I love to wait, you know, so patient. So since then, it started Thursday. I took this screenshot this morning. I notice delivering history. Oh, let me go back to that other one real quick. Waiting on the world to change. <laughs> what? You're waiting on the world to change? Okay. What are you going to change? Everything. What's the change going to involve? Everything. What do you mean by everything? Oh, you'll own nothing and be happy. Let's keep moving before my blood pressure goes up again. Uh, you'll notice that the event can be live streamed, which that's a problem unto itself. That, that means all day, and the time zone difference, what are you going to do? Stay up all night, watch this thing, take notes. So it's going to go through next Tuesday. So again, I just have to wait, and so do you. <laughs> um, Lord willing, I hope to have more time between now and next Sunday. And as always, I cover your prayers specifically concerning the following, which is what I'm going to really be looking for and searching out. Number one, specific references or quotes about all the nations signing a seven-year climate peace and security agreement. Are you kidding me? Number two, specific references or quotes about this global stock take to bring a seven-year transition and strengthen the agreement of the 2015 Paris Accords. Still hang on to that Ikbir confirming a covenant. Hang on to that. One more I want to add to it. Number three, I'm going to be looking for this. Specific references or quotes about Israel's delegates and any connection to a seven-year agreement between the UK and Israel that was signed back in March of this year. We talked about that. Did you know about this? So here's where I'm going with this. This Ikbir, a confirming of a covenant with many, I'm just going to suggest this as being a plausible scenario. But there are many agreements already on the table. Could it be that this COP28 will be the culmination of many agreements, just hear me out, that are all brought together under one seven-year umbrella? Did you catch that? The UK and Israel signed a seven-year agreement in March of this year. The Paris Climate Agreement, signed seven years ago, is, gonna, is back on the table to be strengthened in 2023 for the final seven years to 2030. In other words, are they going to bring all of these agreements and make them stronger, bigger, better by bringing them all together? Number four, I better just, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to be looking for specific references or quotes about this Pope, this Pope. Are we surprised the first Pope to attend a COP and it's this Pope? <laughs> but here's what's really stunning. 
they refer to him as, quote, the prophet. <laughs> Number five, I have seven, because seven is not six, not eight. I'm going to be looking for specific references or quotes about the biblical calendar concerning trumpets on December 12th, according to Leviticus 23. I've actually heard about this. I've been unable heretofore to vet the authenticity of this. Number six, and this is huge, specific references or quotes about King Charles implementing 10 land and 10 sea mandates each year for a total of 70. And then lastly, number seven, specific references or quotes about King Charles being the head of SMI and the trillions of dollars this fund is reported to have. As for the generic information that I was able to find, I, I just want to share quickly, briefly. Here's one from this UN website, which had a schedule. I thought, all right, I got something. It's a schedule, what they term key events. So I thought, okay, this is it. So I gave you a screenshot. But listen to just three of these key events of particular interest. And they're all three on Sundays. One of them is today, Sunday, December 3rd. They're during my prophecy updates. What's up with that? So today, Sunday, December 3rd, European Regional Dialogue, accelerating, strengthening action on climate and health. Oh, where is this uh, particular uh, session going to be held? Oh, the WHO Health Pavilion? WHO? Yeah, the WHO. <laughs> not, the, not the group, the World Health Organization, Health Pavilion. You know how they've been very insidiously and sinisterly, is that a word? Merging climate and health together. That's how you're going to get social credit scores and carbon credit scores, by the way. Then Sunday, December 10th, next Sunday, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Pray for me, please. There's going to be a high-level panel on peace, security, and health. And it's going to be held on thematic day seven on peace, security, and health. <laughs> also next Sunday, during my update, December 10th, Water for Peace and Security. These are the titles of the sessions that they have scheduled on their calendar. So I keep looking. I find this one, the UN Climate Change website. So it has an overview of the schedule at COP28, and it even allows you to download a PDF file. Man, I thought I struck gold. I downloaded the PDF file. Please, Lord, don't let there be a virus in this thing. I downloaded it, pictured here. Don't bother. I was very disappointed. It is curiously cryptic and suspiciously generic, for lack of a better phrase to use. It has no real specifics and just states very generically, Quote, this overview schedule aims at helping participants to prepare for the sessions, information on a few ministerial and other high-level events, which status as TBC will be provided soon. I checked again this morning. They haven't provided anything yet. We're so glad you joined us for this Prophecy Update on In Spirit and Truth. 
Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.